the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And uh, good sir, it is a freaky Friday here on the pod and we have got to go yard uh, and hopefully get a guy to smash one over the fence uh, i cooled off kyle schwarber last night uh, yeah you you sure did and and damn it you know you went solo yesterday <laughs> you went you went freaking rogue on me dude and you're you you missed out because my guy that i bet on last night uh jordan alvarez yard <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course I wasn't on the pod. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd famous. be happy. I, I've got receipts. I've got receipts, Brad, that that was my bet. But, uh, I was disappointed that I couldn't share it with the peeps because you, uh, you did the solo mission yesterday. Yeah. I hijacked things and I decided <laughs> to just go ahead and push forward, uh, swelled with confidence, Lundy. And maybe it was the tequila talking on a hashtag tequila Thursday, I did have Schwarbs and early bird is time to get an RBI. He did get a sack fly in the game, so uh, that scored at plus 115, but the home run did not happen. So hopefully our guys tonight will touch them all. Lundy, since you had Alvarez, and again, you've got the proof in the pudding somewhere. He could take a screen grab and throw it up on the social media. People are like, I got to see it. I need the evidence. You got the receipts. Well, just share tonight who is going to hit a home run and I'm feeling confident that you're going to score some cash money on this one. Who is it? Well, let's give it let's give it a roll. Now we know it's hard to do this uh, two days in a row. It's hard to do it one day in a row for, for <laughs> yeah, crying out loud. Look at my track record. Um, but we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to the uh, we're going to go to ATL. We're going to talk Marcelo Zuna, oh, um, and have him go yard. Uh, uh, historically, against Eric Fetty, he's got two home runs already uh, against him. He's got a spectacular batting average um, against him as well. Um, but the bigger challenge for me, Brad, was I had to pivot. I had to pivot uh, this morning because I wanted to go with Adam Duvall. But earlier this morning, Duvall has been placed on paternity leave. Congratulations oh. uh, to the Duvall family. Oh, uh, yes. But that happened. That happened about 45 minutes ago as of tape time. And so I actually had Duvall ready to go. And I was like, well, let me go check some stats. And all of a sudden I saw this alert pop up. Uh, that they have placed him on paternity leave as of this morning. So I had to pivot, but I'm staying with the same game, and I'm going with Marcelo Zuna, who's got 17 round trippers on the season, and I think he gets number 18 tonight against a guy that he's had great success against. Uh, I will have another Atlanta Brave, and bonus time a little bit later on in this game, but going up against Eric Fetty, uh, that is always a follow and never a fade. Uh, a guy that I follow tonight, and it's assuming that his back isn't bulky and is in working order. That is, hey, it's me, it's Tony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo of the New York Yankees. Uh, he's missed a couple of games with that step back, which has always been plaguing and problematic for him. Uh, had an extra day of rest yesterday against the Boston Red Sox. Aaron Judge also out, and it didn't matter. I mean, uh, you look at uh, Rafael Devers, and he goes deep not once but twice against Karen Cole, and still... Still, the Red Sox lost the game to the Yankees uh, despite having a thinned roster. But I think Rizzo will be in the lineup tonight. And if he is, man, is the storied history ever present against Michael Waka 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 uh, as he is 21 of 47 against the former St. Louis Cardinal. That's a 447 batting average, folks, with three home runs and seven RBI lifetime. That shakes out to a 1,181 OPS. Uh, I know Waka's kept the ball in the park 
uh, for the most part this season. And he's got that spectacular 2.69 ERA on the surface, but you peel back the layers of the onion, you see that 4.30 XFIP, and that is a, a hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod, that the ERA could climb. So give me a Tony Rizzo uh, to get a home run. Again, assuming he's in the lineup. And with that, let's get after it here on this Friday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lundy, we've been featuring an NFL player prop a day. A quarterback heavy this week, and I'm going to stick with that theme. And let's talk about a guy who has uh, changed zip codes going from the ATL and traveling north, crossing the Ohio River. And he is now in Indianapolis with the Colts. Uh, and similar to Phillip Rivers, this could be a swan song of sorts for Matt Ryan and the over under right now at DraftKings on pass yards 3,945 and a half. And I am taking the under on that at minus 115. As I uh, described yesterday, I created this pretty awesome spreadsheet, if I do say so myself, uh, taking four projection services. Uh, taking the average or aggregate of those projections and then comparing it to the overall line to see what kind of value is out there. Then I color-coded it, green for over, red for under. And looking at Matt Ryan right now on this line, uh, this is an extraordinary value because the average of those four projections that I know and trust from Mike Clay and Pro Football Focus, Jeff Ratcliffe, Sirius XM, and Fantasy Football Today has him uh, projected for 3000 Eight eight nine, so you know, roughly sixty yards south of this line, and it makes sense when you think about it because you know he is going from one of the most prolific passing offenses in the NFL to one of the most conservative. Atlanta was number eight in pass rate last season. Indianapolis number twenty eight, the fourth lowest in the league, throwing just fifty two point eight percent of the time. Uh, Ryan, you know, still serviceable quarterback. He was number fifteen in just completion percentage, but he got a plus defense in the Colts by comparison with the Falcons and, you know, the rotten D that they were trotting out last year uh, were, you know, were sporting. So you look at Ryan, yeah, he's been over this in 11 straight seasons, but it's got to be a whole lot of Jonathan Taylor left, right, and up the middle. So as a result, I think uh, Ryan's going to leave the gun in the holster more often than not in the under hit. So fade or follow, my man. Matty Ice, uh, I don't think he's going to be all that nice, statistically speaking, on the under 3,949.5 pass yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. Brad, there are uh, two things in life that are undefeated. Uh, the, <laughs> first is, the first is Father Time. The yep. second is Tequila. Um, Tom and, Brady? Third? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, so uh, father time and tequila and, uh, Matt Ryan is getting old. I'm sorry, but he's getting old. It also yeah. makes you and I feel old, uh, because we obviously remember, uh, him coming into the league, uh, which feels like it was just five minutes ago. Um, and, and I think the combination of his age, um, with the fact that he does not have, in my opinion, a stellar, uh, receiving core, uh, there in Indy, but he does have, oh, one of my favorite dudes in the backfield. Uh, in yes. Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Um, I think all of that combined means the Colts want him to come in. They want him to be a smart quarterback, which I think Matt Ryan is, but they don't need him to be a 5,000-yard quarterback in order to find success, especially within that division. So you put together the roster that he's got, the age that he's got. He may need a couple of shots of that tequila, and I'm going to take the under. 
Yeah, and just to zero in on that division, when you got Jacksonville, you're going to face him twice, and Houston that you're going to face twice, he's not going to throw it probably more than, what, 25 times in those four contests. So, yes, fade Matt Ryan. Take the under on Pashyar. Number four. All right, let's go to the Friday night slate of Major League Baseball action, and let's start off with a bang here, Lundy, and get seduced by the Jews with a two-leg strikeout prop. Put this together. At DraftKings, give me Chris Bassett over four and a half punch outs against Miami. And I'm going to slap that together with John Gray on the under. Living that land down under on six and a half strikeouts against the Minnesota Twins. Both those hit. It's plus 157 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, to give you some more details of what these guys have done here of late. Now, Bassett's coming off the COVID list. Uh, he's missed, uh, I believe, his last couple of starts. But when he has been toe of the rubber, he has been marvelous, simply marvelous, with a, a dynamite 9.54K per nine, 10.2 swinging strike percentage, which right now is on pace for a career high. Uh, he's faced Miami in back-to-back starts, five strikeouts, nine strikeouts. So hitting the over in both, he has hit the over in six straight turns of the rotation. And the Marlins have the eighth highest K rate of any team in Major League Baseball the last 30 days. Meanwhile, on the under for John Gray, six and a half strikeouts, numbers is too high. And I think a recency bias is being baked in here. It is a hell of a drug after all. Uh, you look what he has done uh, over his last handful of starts, just a 2.01 ERA, 10.34K per nine. However, full body of work, He's only hit seven or more strikeouts and five of 14 starts. And the Twinkies are number 20 in Major League Baseball in K rates over the last month. So, again, Bassett over four and a half Ks against the Marlins. Gray under six and a half Ks against the Twins. Both those hit plus 157 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Lundy, fade or follow. Oh, seduced by the juice. You put it in a 157. I thought a prop like this, you put these two together. Oh, you're going to sit down at, a, I don't know, 120, 122, somewhere in that. And yeah. you get it up to 157. That makes me happy. Like the under on John Gray. Um, and, you know, the Bassett Hound, he's going to howl. I'm good. I'm good with both of these. Put them together. Get yourself a nice plus odds. Uh, I got I, I got all kinds of I got all kinds of baseball fun in, in bonus time. And I'm sure you do, too, because we got to give people what they want on a Friday. So you got plus odds there. We got more plus odds coming up. Plus odds. Ooh, that's some sexy juice. Number three. All right, sticking with uh, the plus odds theme. Uh, one of my favorite hitter props on this Friday night, Lundy. Uh, Whit Merrifield, a man that is fixed to top the order for the Kansas City Royals, over one and a half total bases against Aaron Savali and the Cleveland Guardians. That's plus 105. Right now at DraftKings. Now, the B versus P, I know there are a lot of people out there that's like, it doesn't matter. Look, man, again, I've talked to a number of former baseball players, major leaguers, and it absolutely does matter because I've, I've asked this question to them directly. Some guys just pick up the ball off a pitcher's hand better than others. And he is one that certainly is uh, – Taken his wax, and they've been quite successful against Savale in his career. Five for 12, so it's small sample size, but decent enough once you get to double figures with a home run. And I know Merrifield is largely disappointed this season, uh, batting well south at 250, but he's starting to heat up here. He has logged at least two total bases in four of his last seven games, 
And, Luddy, I don't know if you've seen Savale's uh, surface numbers, but they are hideous. 7.04 ERA in the advanced analytics, even more wretched. A 41.0 hard hit percentage and 11.1 barrel rate allowed this year. So when guys are swinging through the zone, they are usually making hard contact against Savale. And given, again, that background, that history of Merrifield against uh, the Cleveland starter, it uh, points to one direction and one direction only, and that is the over on this total basis, one and a half number. Fade or follow at plus 105 at DraftKings. Well, I mean, his six-game hitting streak came to an end last night uh, in the game against Houston, or yesterday's uh, game against Houston, because he went 0 for 5, which just, you know, that sucked. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you look at the history, as you said, against the pitcher, but again, he had the streak going prior to that, prior to having the over, uh, uh, the over game yesterday against Houston. So I'm going to say that he gets back on the horse because he had been, um, to your point, not the best season for him, but he'd been on a bit of a run here to start off the month of July. Um, so I say that la- that yesterday against Houston, little bit of an anomaly. I say he gets back at it today. So I will take it. Um, you know, if you want to put him in a hit prop, I think you could do that. But the total bases, um, I-, I say because he's been able to get the doubles in there, he mixed in the home yeah. run as well uh, against Houston uh, a couple of days ago. All of that. Give me the total bases. I like this one as well. Kiss thy Royals cloak. Make some money on Merrifield. Stick around for my top plays of the day on this Friday night in Major League Baseball, plus bonus time on the diamond. Number two. All right, Lundy, uh, let's stick with the total bases team here and talk about one of the hottest hitters in Major League Baseball, though his team continues to struggle with their heads below water right now in the AL Central. That is the Southsiders' own Jose Abreu. I don't know if you've noticed Jose Abreu's beard and how he's got like the rubber band at the bottom of the chin. He looks like a pirate. <laughs> he really does. Give that man an eye patch and a sword and a you know a handkerchief to cover his head and he's uh, ready to go. I mean, he fits the part out of Robinson Caruso, but um, I like the over on that one and a half total bases with that prop against Detroit and Tarek Skubal of the Tigers plus 120. At DraftKings, you look at what Abreu has done here of late. Holy mackerel, is he in fuego. Uh, he is batting 418 with seven extra base hits over the last 15 days. Uh, more importantly, most outstandingly, he's 13 for 28 against those Hello Kitties of Detroit and six for 13 with a couple extra base hits. Lifetime against Scooble. So, uh, you know, pulled all together. Uh, the recent hot streak that he is on, the success rate that he has had against Tariq Skubal, I this is a gift from the gambling gods at plus 120 on that over one and a half total bases for Abreu. Lundy, fade or follow this one I pulled from DraftKings. Did you, do you know what city he's from in Cuba? I do not. It is uh, a city called Cienfuegos. Do you know what that translates oh, to? Oh, I, I, well, I used to have a T-shirt from the uh, team that represented the San Fuegos, I believe it was an elephant that was on uh, the, or that represented, that was the logo, the mascot, but I don't know what it transfer, uh, you know, transfers to. San Fuegos. I know you you have a little bit of uh, Spanish. I just know, uh, Donde esta el baño en uh, más cervezas, por favor. It means a hundred fires, oh. and you keep saying that he's on fire. Oh. So do you see, do you see, I, I'm correlating, Brad, I'm synergizing, I'm bringing it all together. <laughs> 
Um, so I, let's say that he stays. Uh, let's say that he stays hot because again, the White Sox suck, uh, and it's really been frustrating for Southside fans because they weren't supposed to be this bad. But Abreu just keeps right on rolling, and I think he's living up to his uh, hundred fires uh, translation to English from his uh, from his hometown in Cuba. So let's keep rolling. Yeah, light a cigar, hopefully in victory. Take Abreu on the over. Number one. All right, Lundy, my top prop of the day. And this one I stumbled across, and sometimes the sports books make a mistake. And when I rolled out of bed here, Mountain Time, because uh, I'm in Colorado for the next few days, my eyes, I kept rubbing them. I thought, oh, man, I was shaking off the hangover from last night. Is this uh, you know, byproduct of that? Uh, am I seeing things? Did somebody you know, feed me a joint uh, while I was asleep. It just didn't really make sense. I got it at plus 148. Uh, I think FanDuel has noticed the mistake, and they have changed it, but it's still a plus odds on Shane McClanahan over seven and a half strikeouts on the road against the Cincinnati Reds. It's plus 118 right now on that over. But, again, I got it at plus 148 this morning, and I I got the receipts to prove it as well. Uh, it, it's just astonishing to me that it was even at that, and it's still mind-blowing. It's at plus 118 because McClanahan right now firmly entrenched in the AL Cy Young conversation, uh, one of the front runners in that award, and you, you understand why. I mean, you look at the numbers, 12.17K per nine on the season. He's got one of the best called plus swing strike percentages at 35.3%. Anything above 30% is really good. 35.3% is elite. Uh, in that category, he has struck out eight or more in 10 of 16 starts. And you look at the Reds. Yeah, they put up a lot of great numbers at home. They're averaging over five runs per game. Yeah, they got a 721 OPS against Southpaws this season. But over last month, they have the sixth highest K rate of any team in Major League Baseball. So McClanahan, the lefty with that nasty curveball and splitter combination, I think he puts a snowman in the box score here, and we cash at plus 118. Bar none, my favorite prop of the board on this Friday night. Lundy, fade or follow? Well, first of all, it's already down to plus 100. So oh. y'all, better, y'all better move right, pretty Get quick. on it. Get on it. Uh, if you want uh, if you want this one. But, uh, yeah, surprising one. Congratulations to you for jumping on that one early. It happens on occasion. You know, I mean, look, if, if they post something, it's not my fault uh, that they screwed up. Uh, but my bank account thanks them. And it does. It has happened on occasion. It happened to us last year during some NFL props oh, yeah. uh, where we saw some funky things uh, get posted. I remember in particular uh, a game where uh, they had somebody had accidentally set Brandon Cook's longest reception uh, at eight and a half instead of 18 and a half. Um, so <laughs> I remember maxing out my bet on that one. Uh, when I saw it, uh, so look, when, when sometimes these things don't seem quite right, uh, you know, as I always say, double check just to make sure they don't know something you don't know, but jump on it while you can. And you obviously did that because this has come uh, crashing back down to earth. Um, and as as I said, it, it sits right now at only a plus 100 compared to what you got it for when it first popped up. Yeah. And I'm actually shocked this line's not at eight and a half. That's honestly where I thought the line was going to open. So it's seven and a half. Again, knowing that the Reds and their propensity for striking out, man, pile on the cash right now with Shane McClanahan. Uh, this is a strong wager to make, and we've got additional strong wagers to make right now because, Lundy, it's bonus time. What else you got on this Friday for me? 
Well, one of the things I like to do when we look at guys that we like for total bases or that we like for home runs, um, sometimes what I will do is take those nice plus odds that you get, but I'll also back down and I'll take those same guys and I'll look for them to get just a hit, right? Yep. Kind of, you, you can kind of consider it hedging your bet, but it also gives you a really nice profit if, in fact, that person goes yard or that person gets you the total bases. So I want to throw this one out there. Two names that we've already talked about. Marcelo Zuna, who is my uh, home run pick. Uh, for to uh, for today again seven for eleven lifetime against Eric Fetty including two home runs put him together with the guy that you like for the total bases let's talk Jose Abreu uh, with that four sixty two average uh, that he's got lifetime against Scoble um, so if you put those two together and then you add in the bearded one Brad we add in Charlie Blackman mm. um, in the matchup against Arizona just need a hit out of Blackman he's taking on Zach Gallen who will be on the bump tonight for the Snakes. Um, Charlie's got a 417 average uh, against his uh, rival here within the National League West. If you put Blackman, Ozuna, and Abreu all together for a hit at FanDuel, that is a plus 200 payday. Then let's go to late night baseball. Uh, the Northsiders are in Chavez Ravine. Let's talk about the Cubs and the Dodgers. This is an all Dodgers same game parlay for you. Give me Tyler Anderson to have five or more strikeouts. He's only done that once out of his last three starts. However, prior to that, he had done it in seven out of eight, including seven Ks against the Cubbies back on May 7th. Give me the Dodgers on the money line and then give me an alt total uh, for there to be over six and a half runs in the game. Anderson, five plus Ks. Dodgers money line, over six and a half total. On a same game parlay, that is a plus 190 at FanDuel. Ooh, very, very nice. Uh, I like that Blackman and Abreu and Marcelo Zuna special. Uh, is that the uh, Bushy Beard special? I think it is. It, it kind of is, actually, yeah. We could put these guys together, and it would look like they've been playing in the Stanley Cup uh, finals <laughs> uh, and just letting the beards go uh, at this point. But, yeah, uh, like I said, if you do just Ozuna and Abreu, by the way, that's plus 111. Wow. If you add in Blackman, you get yourself to a plus 200, and, again, he's got a lot of good success against Zach Allen. Oh, did you say plus 200? I got one that's north of that right now, and it's Austin Riley, Marcelo Ozuna's teammate of the Atlanta Braves. He's going to kick off my bonus time to get two-plus hits. And if he does that, uh, it's plus 210 at Fandle. He has done this in seven of his last eight games, Lundy. He's batting 481 in the month of July, and he is 7-for-18 lifetime against the Nationals' Eric Fetty. Love, love that one if you're wanting to get, again, seduced by that juice. Elsewhere, Jose Ramirez, uh, I think he knocks in a run uh, to get an RBI against the Royals, plus one. 30. Now, he's only got one ribby in his last 15 days, but he's 9 for 26 with 9 RBI against KC this season, and he's 4 for 8 with a home run and 5 RBI lifetime against Kansas City projected starter Brady Singer, who's sporting a 4.30 ERA. Elsewhere, uh, I'm going to do a little alt run total uh, parlay here, which I typically do, and Lenny hates these things, but I'm going to with a pair of unders. Give me Minnesota and Texas on the under 9.5, and, and Miami and the New York Mets on the under 9.5 as well. Uh, going against John Gray, it's Sonny Gray. It's a gray-on-gray uh, matchup and maybe a gray-on-gray crime. Um, you look at uh, Sonny Gray, 1.83 road ERA. I talked about John Gray and how magnificent he's been in these last five starts. 
I think runs uh, will be a premium in that one. Same story in this Marlins and Mets game. Uh, We talked about Chris Bassett earlier, but Pablo Lopez uh, taking the ball for Miami, a 2.97 ERA on the year, though he did get rocked last time out against the Mets, but I I think he'll make those alterations and ultimately shut it down. That game has got like 3-2 to written all over it. So both of those go under on the 9.5 on those alt uh, totals at its plus one. 13 and getting out of here one last one for you Lundy that I know you're going to dig I'm going to take Tyler Wells uh, yes a Baltimore Orioles pitcher under two and a half earned runs and get Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and the LA Angels Uh, it's minus 130 right now at DraftKings and what's crazy is I I don't you maybe not noticed this but Wells has been otherworldly here his last eight games he has given up Three earned runs or fewer, actually two earned runs or fewer, I correct myself there, in seven of his last eight games. Over that span, a 2.09 ERA and just a 6.8 home run to fly ball percentage. So a guy that's keeping it in the park, getting that weak contact, missing bats, and suppressing the opposition. So Tyler Wells under two and a half earned runs, and that's it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this podcast, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.